the monks and nuns were strict about cleanliness. Last night, Gwenda's three-legged dog, Hop, had been banished. Godwin opened the big wooden door. The night air bit sharply as they began to shuffle out. Philemon had done the stealing until now. Philemon had been small and unobtrusive, but in the last year he had grown several inches and become clumsy. Pa had announced that henceforth serious thieving was Gwenda's job. That was why she had lain awake for so much of the night. They passed through the door and saw two lines of shivering nuns holding burning torches to light the pathway from the hospital to the great west door of Kingsbridge Cathedral. Gwenda could see townspeople coming from the opposite direction, hundreds of them. The crowd inched through the vestibule. The restless light of the torches fell on the sculpted figures around the walls, demons and monsters. A fox-like monster dragged a woman by her hair. An eagle with hands speared a naked man. Above these scenes, the saints stood in a row under sheltering canopies. Over them, the apostles sat on thrones. Then, in the arch over the main door, St. Peter with his key and St. Paul with a scroll looked adoringly upward at Jesus Christ. Gwenda knew that Jesus was telling her not to sin, or she would be tortured by demons, but if she failed to steal Sir Gerald's purse, she would be whipped by her father. Worse, there would be nothing to eat but soup made with acorns. She and Philemon would go hungry. Ma's breasts would dry up, and the new baby would die, as the last two had. Being hungry was worse than being whipped. It hurt longer. In the side aisles, hooded monks held torches that cast a restless red glow. The marching pillars of the nave reached up into darkness. Gwenda stayed close to Sir Gerald as the crowd pushed towards the altar. Gwenda had never seen so many people in one place. The sound of all their conversations mounted to a roar. Then the bell tolled, and they fell silent. Sir Gerald was standing by a family from the town. They all wore cloaks of fine cloth, so they were probably rich wool dealers. Next to the knight stood a girl about ten years old. Gwenda tried to make herself inconspicuous, but to her dismay, the girl looked at her and smiled. The monks extinguished their torches until the great church was in utter darkness. Gwenda wondered if the rich girl would remember her later. She tried to put the worry out of her mind as she slipped between the soft wool of the girl's cloak and the stiffer fabric of the night circuit. She reached into her neckline for the knife. The silence was broken by a terrible scream. Ma had explained what was going to happen, but Gwenda was still shocked. Then there was a harsh drumming, wailing mad laughter, a hunting horn, a rattle, animal noises, a cracked bell. In the congregation, a child started to cry, and others joined in. Some of the adults laughed nervously. They knew the noises were made by the monks, but it was a hellish cacophony. The devilish noise grew louder. Then a new sound intervened. Music. The nuns were singing. Moving like a spirit, imperceptible as the air, Gwenda turned, facing Sir Gerald. He had on a heavy wool robe, gathered at the waist by a broad-studded belt. His purse was tied to the belt. 
Over the robe, he wore an embroidered circuit with bone buttons down the front. He had done up some of the buttons, but not all. Gwenda put one small hand on his coat. She imagined her hand was a spider, so weightless he could not possibly feel it. She ran her spider hand across his coat and found the opening, slipped under and along his heavy belt to the purse. The pandemonium faded as the music grew louder. From the congregation came a murmur of awe. Gwenda knew that a lamp had been lit on the altar, illuminating a reliquary, a carved ivory and gold box holding the bones of St. Adolphus. The crowd surged forward, everyone trying to get closer to the holy remains. As Gwenda felt herself squashed between Sir Gerald and the man in front, she put the knife to the thong and felt it give. The purse dropped into her hand. She felt a moment of joyous relief.